Chris, thanks for joining me today. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I appreciate you. So uh, I'm excited to be here because I saw you on EYL. Oh, uh, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, uh, I, was, I was like, you know what? If I get a chance to talk to that guy, I'm going to definitely talk to him. Yeah, so yeah. thank you for being here at the uh, Mastermind. So mm -hmm. your talk that you mm -hmm. just had, you talked about thinking outside the box, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit more about what that looks like for, uh, for us. Uh, man, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to do something innovative or kind of change the narrative of what you're used to hearing, uh -huh. uh, you're not going to find people that uh, are going to give you the blueprint for what you're right. going to do. Right. And you're going to hear people recite and regurgitate the information that they've been told right. as to why something will not be successful. And sometimes you hear from people that are very successful themselves. Right. Right. So then you have to really step outside of the box and figure out, okay, I have my own rational judgment and line yeah. of thinking and thought, yeah. and I have to figure out how to create a new blueprint that will then show them that there was a flaw in their concept or that something that was thought was impossible is actually possible. Yeah. So like, how does someone like actually start to do that? Because, you know, we have so many, I guess, mental restrictions mm -hmm. on, on taking the right steps. So how do we like start to like, think outside the box? What's like, like some few steps? I, I always put it simply as like, you got to brainwash yourself. Okay. You gotta, yeah. you gotta stop listening to everybody else's opinion on, yeah. on everything and just, you know, everyone knows about cause and effect and everybody yeah. knows uh, certain components of certain things that you've done. Uh, when you do this, you get a certain result. When right. you do that, you get a certain result. Right. And it's really just putting the pieces together. And some of it's failing. Some of yeah. it's trying this, getting feedback. What, what yeah. doesn't work, you continue to yeah. move forward until you find the right solution. Yeah. Yeah. And I've yeah. done a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. But just um, listening to you earlier, because I come from a space where I've done a lot of like flipping, a lot mm -hmm. of like wholesaling. Yeah. Um, and I've done it for a while. Mm -hmm. And I've always had is to get into development, right? Because yeah. that's like for me, the king mm -hmm. of real estate, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. it may take longer to make make the money, but it it's more mm -hmm. it's more of a um what's the right word? It's, it's more of a staple of, of of like who you are as far as yeah. as far as an investor. Yeah. Um so how did you actually get involved in developing? Um kind of along the same lines of what you're thinking, what you're talking about, because what I realized is everybody in the real estate industry benefits from the developer. Right. Developer yeah. creates the idea yeah. first. Yeah. And even this neighborhood, Jonathan bought this house, but a developer came and took this raw land, right. made this made this community. Right. Another, a builder came in and built it. Right. A real estate agent made money right. off of it. Right. The closing company That's made awesome. money. <laughs> the, the, own, the original owner made yeah. money off of it. Yeah. After that, yeah. It, Jonathan bought it. Yeah. Somebody might have renovated it before Jonathan bought it. Yeah. They made money off of it. Look at us. We're benefiting from it right, now. Exactly. So the, uh, the the developer is the one that comes up with the idea. They're the artists. Yeah. And that's what I like because you, you can't really control a narrative or control anything in real estate if you aren't the one actually doing the creative. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you can, let me not say it like that. You can remix it. You can remix right. something, but somebody had to be the one to come up with the original, yeah. the original version. That's how, that's what I love about development. You're right. It does take a, a lot yeah. longer to get done. It, is, it does require the most risk on the front end. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, because also. because here's the difference. If I take this raw land and I buy it, and then I I spend half a million dollars on plans to just develop it. Yeah. Something goes wrong on my financing. It's all soft costs, right? Yeah. So outside of the land, that, that, that every all the money I spent above that, all the time I spent yeah. after that, yeah. it's it's flushed down the drain. Those yeah. architectural plans, those engineering plans, aren't worth anything. Yeah, right. Um, interest rates change. You think you got a profitable project? Yeah, it doesn't happen. Um, or some people will just put uh, a property under contract for say six months, and you go spend all this money, and then something happens where you get to month seven, and the seller's like, "Uh, oh, too late, can't do the deal." Wow. Yeah. 
So sure, all that cash in there, right. month seven, you're done. Right, right. Okay. Even on the back end, once you finish a project, let's say you build an apartment complex, you think it's going to lease up quickly, it takes yeah. an extra year to get the lease yeah. up to the point you want. Yeah. Or the market's soft, and now your property management is telling you, hey, you got to do two or three months free, you know, just wow. to get just to get residents wow. in. So you got all of those really big right, risks, right, and, the, right. and the, the, the zeros behind these deals right. are bigger than right. the other deals. Yeah. So with, a, with a bigger risk, but obviously the bigger, bigger reward, reward right? Yes. Right, yeah, yes. so. Now here's what I do like about development versus flipping and everything else. When you go to get financing for development, all those same costs that I was telling you about, yeah. you get those back at closing. Really? Yes. So as, as a developer, all the wow. risk you take up front, all the soft costs, all the design costs, that becomes uh, part of the project expense. Okay. And so when they underwrite the project, they're including all those numbers in there. Wow. So if you've already spent that money, then the bank is okay with you taking that back at closing. So you get it back plus your plus your profit. Plus your profit. Okay. Plus you can you can program in a line item called a developer's fee. That's basically <laughs> a project management fee you're paying right. yourself. And it's, right. If it's um like low income housing tax credit type projects, yeah. they know that the deal itself is not that profitable because the rents are low. Yeah. So they'll let you take ten to fifteen percent of the total project cost in developers fee from the point you close on the land, uh, through design, through construction, and through lease up. Now, if it's a for-profit deal, most that means there's you got an equity investors, so they don't like seeing you take ten percent. Yeah, but they're, they're they're comfortable usually between three and five percent being a developer fee that you pay yourself for your own project wow. after you just paid yourself back for all the pre-development wow. expenses. Wow. <laughs> and then is it? I mean, that's amazing. So in in flipping homes, yeah, in in, in, in wholesaling, I've seen that there's there's a lot of like it's a lot of like saturation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. How is that on the development? Is, is a lot of people trying to trying to do it, or is it more? Is it more like on like a low hanging fruit wholesaling? It, it's it's the opposite. It's a high barrier to entry because you have so much capital. Yeah. It's a different knowledge knowledge set. Yeah. Uh, but it's very few people doing it. Okay. Yeah, especially wow. especially like 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 us. Yeah. In Houston, there's not there's other big black builders that yeah. just buy a lot to build houses. Yeah. There's not a big black developer in the whole city of Houston. Wow. And that's my leading to my to my next um, um, point is that when you're down there and you said that you started right as mm-hmm. like one of the first black developers in Houston mm-hmm. and then others followed. Mm-hmm. My first thought was like, wow, he broke the formula out, mm-hmm. right? Because once you prove it can be done, mm-hmm. others followed you, right? 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 Yeah. So that was that was, that was truly amazing. I mean, that inspired me, right? Because yeah, like, like yeah. starting Monday, I'm yeah. going and look looking yeah, at the start development. So uh, yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for that, man. I, I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So you can go enjoy lunch now. But th- thank you for being here. Well, I appreciate no problem. You. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. No, no worries. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right.